Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Weekly Touchdown. My name is Brandon Muting. And I am Nick Sainert. What's up, Brandon? Nothing. I say we get these predictions started. Let's get them rolling. All right, so first we have the Los Angeles Chargers against the Oakland Raiders. After Gordon and Eckler, actually, the two running back system actually finally worked. Yeah, for real. And it was ridiculous. Gordon went off for 85 yards on the ground and two touchdowns for uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Somehow, they beat the Green Bay Packers. Nobody saw that coming. Nope. Except maybe the Chargers players would like to say they saw it coming. (laughs) They're going into Oakland, who surprisingly, in my opinion, beat Detroit. I was not expecting the Raiders to beat Detroit. Josh Jacobs had an incredible game. The two teams are playing this week, and I think the Oakland Raiders take this one 30-17 over the Chargers. Okay, I have a disagreement here. I have the Chargers being the Raiders. Get in starting early. Yes, exactly. See, with the Chargers, I I could see why you see the Chargers losing. I think this game could go either way. I think the Raiders coming off a bye week, the Chargers have momentum. I think that's what made me pick the Chargers of the Raiders this week. All right. Um, the next one, both teams came in, coming out of a bye, and that is the Falcons and the Saints. Yeah, and the Falcons still are just not the team that anybody expected this year. No. The Saints, however, they, they found something in Teddy Bridgewater. They know what they have in Drew Brees. Saints take this one easily 45-10. to 10. For, Wow, 45. Yeah. That's a big score. I, I think it is. I think my, they have Michael Thomas, who... Best receiver in the league, Alvin Kamara, is going to have a huge week against the Falcons defense that disappoints week in and week out. I just don't see the the, the Falcons even standing a chance. And I agree. I do have the Saints winning 28-7, to not 45. Yep. But, no, I can. the Falcons defense is a mess. I think they've officially hit their rebuild stage. Yep. I think it's going to be a few years till we see them in a playoff again. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, the Baltimore Ravens, who finally beat or a team who finally beat the Patriots. Yeah, which, ridiculous. Thank goodness. Against... A struggling Cincinnati Bengals team once again. Yep, and Andy Dalton was sat on his birthday two weeks ago, and now that coming, was on his birthday. It was out of his on his birthday. And I did not know. Coming that. out of the bye, Ryan Finley gets the start for first year head coach and head coach and struggling head coach Zach Taylor. Baltimore, we saw what that offense can do against the best defense in the league. Right uh, to this point in the season, in the New England Patriots, Lamar Jackson ran all over them. He did. Um, and so. I expect no different against a struggling Bengals team like you've mentioned. 42-12, to 12, Ravens get the win in Cincinnati. I have almost the same score. I said 42-10. Oh, we were close. So very close. So you have a safety in there. I have four field goals. Okay. Four field goals. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. Okay. Uh, so no touchdowns. No touchdowns. For they, the Bengals. They'll, okay. they'll, get, they'll get the ball down the field. They won't be able to get the ball uh, into the end zone, crossing the pylon. Nothing for With the Bengals. that offense, nothing. Okay. Um, I think Lamar Jackson, we had two rushing touchdowns against the Patriots and a throwing. He always has, like, the thread right to the receiver. Yeah. Right between the defender's arms. It's perfect. I don't know how Lamar Jackson does it. Absolutely. So that's why I have them beating the Bengals there. The next one, I think this could be a close game. Um, the Cardinals against the Buccaneers. Yeah, and the Buccaneers surprised a lot of people how they played in Seattle last weekend. Cardinals surprised a lot. Surprised a lot of people last week against how they played against or against the 49ers with Kenyon Drake. Uh, with too. Kenyon Drake going off in uh, to replace Chase Edmonds and David Johnson, who were both out. The Cardinals get the win this week. Okay. Um, I think the Cardinals will beat the Buccaneers 27-24. It's going to be a close game. I would not be surprised if Zane Gonzalez, the kicker for the Cardinals, won it on a last-second field goal. I just think that the Buccaneers' offense is way too inconsistent. No matter how they played last week against the 
uh, Seahawks. So Cardinals by three in this one. Okay. I have the Buccaneers by three in overtime. Okay. Um, yes, Kenyon Drake came off a big rushing game. Their rushing game this year hasn't been consistent no. enough. But neither has the Buccaneers offense, exactly. as you mentioned. Exactly. Mike Evans did have 180 receiving yards and a touchdown. So if Mike Evans is a constant target in this game, that's why I'm giving the Buccaneers the dub over the Cardinals. Um, the next one, a team who finally won a game. Yep. The Miami Dolphins against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the Colts, man, they need to get a new kicker. Adam Vinatieri is not doing the job uh, he needs to do. Kickers have one job, and he's not doing it very well. He hasn't done it all well or all that well all season either. Dolphins, however, coming off a win, will not win their second game in a row. You don't think so? I do not think so. I think the Colts win this one 27-17. I think the Dolphins keep it close for a portion of the game. But then the Colts, who are just the better team, even with Jacoby Brissett questionable and Brian Hoyer as the as the next man up, I think that the the Colts are just too good against that Dolphins defense, who is struggling, is struggling and just bad all overall. So, do you think uh, if Jacoby Brissett is not healthy, do you think the Dolphins could beat them? Or do you I think mean, Brian it's, Hoyer it's, can it's still go over? It's always possible, but just looking at just talent at, from position to position. Marlon Mack's definitely the better running back. T.Y. Hilton's better wide receiver. Jack Doyle's better tight end than Mike Gesicki. I just there's too many advantages that go the Colts' way to even think about the Dolphins being able to take this one, regardless of the fact that it's being played in Indianapolis. So that's just my opinion on that. Okay, and Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick threw three touchdowns against. A mediocre Jets defense, yeah. but um, Colts defense is a lot better than the Jets. Yep. So I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a lot tighter of a game. I have the Colts only winning twenty-one to seventeen. Okay. Um, I think it just depends if it's Hoyer or Brissett. Yep. I think Brissett will be able to play, but we'll have to see how that one goes. Um, the next one, the Jets against, or sorry, the Jets against the Giants. That's correct. Two yeah. names that are similar. Yeah, and I, you know, I changed my pick on this one. Oh, um, really? I okay. I had the Jets. I had okay. originally had the Jets. I thought, you know, the Jets are. I've always kind of thought highly of the Jets, higher than they probably needed to be thought of. But Le'Veon Bell's questionable. Yep. Um, Sam, he hasn't really done much this year. Though, exactly, either. he hasn't. So that was taken into consideration. But looking at the Giants and looking at the Jets, I think Daniel Jones is playing better than Sam Darnold is. Yep. I think Saquon Barkley is is a great running back. We all know that. It's just who does Daniel Jones throw the ball to? Yep. So I think Giants win this one 17 to 14 okay. over New Close York. Game. Yep. Okay. I have the Giants winning as well, but 14 to 3. Okay. Um Saquon Barkley last game had more receiving yards than rushing. Yeah, he did. It was a very sad game for Barkley. Um, I think he will come back this game, and honestly, I think he'll get both of the touchdowns. Yeah. So that's a bold prediction on that game. Um, the next one, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Tennessee Titans, who both of them are having, like, quarterback, I go, I guess, struggles? Yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, they went into Carolina, lost 30-20 to last week to Christian McCaffrey, who absolutely went off. Chiefs escaped with a win on a last-second field goal by Harrison Butker in the last couple seconds to beat the Vikings by three points. Chiefs win this one against Tennessee 28-7. Patrick Mahomes is starting to uh, increase his workload at practice, so there's maybe a slim chance that he plays this weekend. Yep. Um, if he doesn't, I just think the Chiefs are more than a, more of a talented team than the Tennessee Titans are, which is why I have them winning by 21. All right, and then 
Matt Moore actually didn't do too bad. No, he, he didn't. didn't throw any picks. He did throw one yep. touchdown. Damian Williams also had a big game for the yep, Chiefs. Yep, and I kind of had a feeling they were going to run it a lot with Damian Williams. Absolutely. Um, Tannehill struggled with two interceptions last week. I guess the, the thing here is if Tannehill does bad this game, do you put Mariota back in? I don't know. That's a question you got to ask. Um, I mean, that or a question you got to think about. So I don't expect Tannehill to do bad. Okay. I just expect him not to be, or I just don't expect him to be able to get anything going. Not a blowout um, game. Yeah, not a blowout game. Um, I don't expect him to go out there and throw three picks. Um, maybe zero or one touchdown, one pick kind of day. Yep. Um, so a mediocre day at best for Tannehill. And if that's the case, then I don't see why you put Mariota back in. Um, Tannehill has been leading this offense pretty well, probably better than Mariota has. Yes, or exactly. Had. So I think, you know, um, the Titans sitting at four and five, they in the AFC South, it's like that that, qu- that that division is tinkering back and forth between the Texans, Colts, and even the Jaguars you can throw in. So that the whoever team finishes second in that division is kind of playing for a wild card spot as well. So And it could be the Titans. Exactly, it could be. Um I have the Chiefs winning fourteen to ten. I think it depends. You said Mahomes is a maybe this week. I think if Matt Moore plays, it's Chiefs still win, but only fourteen to ten. Yep. If Mahomes plays, I think it's gonna be a blowout. Chiefs take it. All right. Even in Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next one is probably the most underrated team of the year facing the most overrated team of the year, the Bills against the Browns. Yeah, which, man, the Browns, we're going to talk about what why they're struggling later on in the show. The Bills played very well against a Washington team, a Washington team who is bad regardless, but still, they played exceptionally well, beating them 24-9 to last week. The Browns lost a backup quarterback, Brandon Allen, and the Denver Broncos 24-19 last week. The Bills continue their hot streak, um, yes. and they move to 7-2 and on the season. I think they win 24-13 in Cleveland over Baker, Baker Mayfield and, and the Browns. I have the Bills taking it 31-17. to Josh Allen, nobody expected Josh Allen to play. Absolutely, like yeah. Not at all. A lot of people were expecting Baker Mayfield to play really well. Yeah, which... He's, he's being okay. Like, okay, it's not... Uh, yeah, nothing, the Browns nothing, are struggling. Nothing special. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next one, the Lions against the Bears. Yeah, man, and the Bears are struggling. We're g- I'm going to bring those guys up a little bit later when we talk about um, uh, the Panthers quarterback. Okay. But the Lions, they I, I expected them to win last week, and they didn't. Um, I think that the Lions will win this week. I, I think the Lions will win 31-17. to The Bears' offense... They need to trade for Tariq Cohen. They need to get Mitchell Trubisky out of Chicago. And they need a wide receiver that can they can throw the ball to. So are they in rebuild mode again? I, 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 and going into this year, I thought they were a, a true Super Bowl contender with their defense. And I thought Mitchell Trubisky was good enough to lead them or to get them to where they needed to be to maybe play for a spot. Um, but right now, yeah, I, I don't see why not because... Man, it's ugly. Um, six total yards through the first half is just ugly. I don't understand how an NFL team can actually go yeah, that low. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the, the Eagles' defense is nothing to you know, no. scoff at. But, I mean, six yards. Exactly. That's not even a first down. So it's just no. – and you can't, you can't rely on that defense who has the potential to be the best in the league when they have to be out there – 80% of the game right? because you're going three and out every offensive possession. So, yeah, put a little bit of the blame on the on the defense for not being able to stop the Philadelphia Eagles last weekend. But Most put, of it goes put on the, the offense. On the, or put the bulk of the blame 
on the offense and Mitchell Trubisky for just not being able to move the ball. Exactly. And the other thing to note here for the Lions, Kenny Galladay had 132 receiving yards. Yep. Marvin Jones had 126. Yeah, man. Matthew, that's just two receivers. Matthew Stafford can sling it. Yes, he can. I think he was an underrated quarterback this year already. Absolutely. However, I have for the second time ever on this podcast, I'm in a tie. Oh, all right. Real, and if I did have to pick one, it would be the Lions, but I think it could end up in a tie. I all think right. the Bears will come back. Kind of say, hey, like we're not that bad of a team, even though we only had total six yards in the first half last week. But that's my bold prediction. All right. Um, the next one, the Panthers against the Packers. Man, Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. He has to be. Has to be. I mean, what he's doing week in and week out has just been unheard of, um, both in the running game and the receiving game. He's literally the heart of their team. He's the face of the franchise. But the Packers are going to respond like Aaron Rodgers does usually After um, coming off an Raiders. embarrassing embarrassing loss against the, the chargers. chargers yep against the chargers last week packers win this one by 14 34 to 20 in lambeau field i just it, it would be a closer distance in the scoring column if it was at carolina but i think being in lambeau field is a big big uh big advantage for green bay and plus aaron Rodgers coming off a loss is going to make sure his offensive side of the ball is ready to go and so I think Devontae Adams is probably close to coming back if he wasn't back already. And so he gets his favorite target back. And exactly. Aaron Jones will always do what Aaron Jones does. And the Packers take this one over the Panthers. I think the Packers just have to focus on McCaffrey at this point. Yep. You can focus on the receivers however you want to, but you have to focus on McCaffrey, especially if he had 146 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns last week. Yep. Um, and with the Packers, they just never found a tempo with the Chargers. Yeah. So, yes, I think you're right. I think the Packers will take it also by 14, 24 to 10. The next one, big game, Minnesota Vikings against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and Dallas was not looking too sharp against the Giants last Monday night. No. Nope. Vikings were looking pretty sharp against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kirk Arrowhead Cousins. last week. However, I think the Cowboys take this one 28-24. I think my bold predictions are going to be down 24-21. to Late in the game, Dak Prescott's going to lead them down the field, and Ezekiel Elliott's going to score a last-minute touchdown. Cowboys take this one 28-24. And you heard it here first with that prediction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, funny thing is, I have that same exact score. Okay. Cowboys taking it 28-24. Kirk Cousins, though, like yeah. everyone was throwing blame on him, and now he's... Almost, I wouldn't say MVP candidate, but yeah. like he's doing really well. <laughs> he's starting to tell people that, hey, I was worth that money. Exactly. Um, which I, we've talked about multiple times on the show is that he's worth the, or he's getting to that point. He be a little more consistent to, to change a lot of people's minds, but we're slowly starting to overcome that, that barrier that, hey, maybe he is worth the, the big contract that the, the Vikings signed him to. And I think next year it could be a very big year for yeah. him if he continues to see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, the next one, we have the Rams against the Steelers, who have Mason Rudolph. He returned last game, and now he's in for another one. Yep, so the Steelers escaped with a win against yes, the Colts because of Adam Vinatieri. Um, the Rams coming off a bye week. I think the Rams are just the better team. The Steelers' defense has not played all that well as of late, or as of the last two weeks. Of course, because two weeks ago I said that they had a chance to make the playoffs and make a run because of that defense. The Steelers' defense decides to stop playing so well. Um, so I think the Rams take this one in Pittsburgh by a score of 24-17. to 17. Okay, I have the Steelers taking it 21-17. to 17. And at first, I did have the Rams. I don't know, but the Steelers, there's something about the Steelers that yeah. just makes me want to click. And Jared well, Goff, I don't find 
very good anymore. Yeah, and somehow the Steelers are finding ways to win games. And exactly. you got to respect him for that. Um, the Steelers sitting second in the division behind the Ravens, who... It's having a really good no, year. Nobody expected the Ravens to be good. So at a 4-4 four and four record, you think, man, we should be right in the mix. And they are. Don't yes. get me wrong, they are. Um, they just have to keep on winning, and they hope, have to hope that Lamar Jackson does not play as well as he has all year. Exactly. In the last and final game, which will probably be game of the week, yep. the Seattle Seahawks with the MVP candidate, Russell Wilson, yeah. against the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, and why, why is nobody talking about Jimmy G? Jimmy G is. Do you think playing, he's an MVP candidate? He's he's got to be close. Okay. Um, Jimmy G is playing exceptionally well right now. Uh, I mean, last game he just torched the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Um, on his own, I think the San Francisco 49ers stay undefeated. Okay. Um, I think Russell Wilson will have a good game. I think Chris Carson will have a decent game. I just think that the 49ers are the better team. Nick Bosa, in a couple years, is going to be an MVP MVP candidate. He's going to be an Aaron Donald in a couple years, in my opinion. Okay. Um, he's only going to get better. So I think that uh, the 49ers take this one 31-21 in San Francisco. I have the 49ers staying undefeated as well, 42-35. to I think the other thing to note is how will Russell Wilson go up against the 49ers yeah. defense? I mean, he only thrown, I believe, one interception this season. Yep. So maybe two or three more this game. Yeah. It just depends on how well Wilson plays. And I think it's very possible they upset them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is a big divisional game. Very big. You know, because uh, the 49ers sitting at 8-0 and and the the Seahawks sitting at 7-2, and I mean, it could be an 8-1 to and 49ers team next after this week, going to, or then a Seahawks 8-2 and team. And so, man, that division's a tight race. And you can even throw the Rams into that saying, hey, they can compete for a top spot or dethrone the 49ers eventually. I just think the 49ers stay unbeaten this week. And it, nobody expected that division to go off like it no, has so far. No, absolutely not. All right, so we are done with the predictions. We are going to go on to four stories that people have been talking about. So the first one we want to talk about is the Panthers officially put Cam Newton on IR. Yeah. So that means Kyle Allen. Yeah, exactly, and I think they're going to be just fine. Okay. Uh, Kyle Allen is 5-1 and one as a starter this year. Yep. Um, he's 6-1 and one dating back to last year. So these are Cam Newton's injuries, okay? And here we're going to see why I think that Carolina should ship out Cam Newton. Oh, okay. All right, okay. I'm ready. 2014, he missed two games with a back injury, and uh, or he missed one game with a back injury, one with a fractured rib. 2016, he missed one game due to a concussion. 2017, he has shoulder surgery. 2018, misses two games due to a shoulder injury. 2019, in January, he has shoulder surgery again. And now he's missed a total of 14 games due to a foot injury throughout his career. Wow. That's a lot of games missed. He was an MVP in 2015, so don't get me wrong. He is a good player. But I believe we have seen Cam play his last year in Carolina. Um, The MVP candidate, Christian McCaffrey, is going to be due for a hefty extension soon. Yes. um, And rightfully so. And number 22, McCaffrey, is becoming the face of their franchise. So... Cam Newton's 30 years old, um, and with all the injuries that he's endured through his uh, time in Carolina, I don't see a reason for the Panthers to spend money on him. Um, or trade him for some picks. Exactly. I don't see a reason to ha- for them to re-sign him. I think Kyle Allen has shown he can be a starter in this league, so I think it's time to ship him off. And I agree with that. And we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Cam Newton might be going to Denver. Yeah. But the other thing to think about, will he pull an Andrew Luck? 
Will he retire yeah. early after all of these injuries? Exactly. And I'm going to say this. Why not the Bears? Oh, over to um, Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and I'm starting it right now. Hashtag Cam to Chicago. Cam to Chicago. Cam to Chicago. Start putting that in social media, people. Yeah, and I mean, you could even throw Tennessee in the mix. You could. Be- yeah. But I, if they if they truly believe that Ryan Tannehill can lead them, lead them to a playoff game, um, then, I mean, then why trade? But, man, the Bears. I mean, I think Cam would fit really well in Chicago. I could see that as well. And then if they don't ship off Cam Newton, yeah. how would you feel as Kyle Allen? I, I think I think you got to... I think one of the two quarterbacks will have to be shipped out. Will have to be say, "Hey, time to hit the road." You're, you're I mean, but if you're, you're the you're Panthers, you're trading. saying Cam Newton. I would trade Cam Newton over Kyle Allen. I agree with that because Kyle Allen has proved he can be a starter. And Kyle he's young, Allen's right? Young, and Kyle Allen's not going to be the face of your franchise. He's not going to cost you as much as Cam Newton would cost you. Exactly. And that way you can re-sign Christian McCaffrey. Because we all know he they do not want to get rid of Christian McCaffrey. They'd nope. get rid of Luke Keekley. They'd get rid of Greg Olson before they get rid of Christian McCaffrey. And so, hey, why not Cam to Chicago? Exactly. All right. And the next topic is who is to blame for the Cleveland Browns' struggles? I'm going to let you go first on this one. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, my thoughts. I, I'm very mixed. I think it has something to do with the coaching staff. Okay. But I also think it has something to do with the players' moral. Okay. So I think Baker Mayfield is responding too much to the hype okay. on social media, and I think it's letting it get to his head. Okay. Same thing with OBJ. I do think Freddie Kitchens, that's the head coach. Yes. Yes. Um, I always get him confused with the other I coach. I understand. Um, so I think there's just something not right with the head coach. I think Freddie Kitchens needs to leave. Okay. I think he needs to be gone. If you want a playoff contender team, Kitchens needs to leave first. So that's why I am blaming. I'm going to say the same exact thing. You hit it right on the head. Okay. Um, Baker Mayfield, down year, seven touchdowns, 12 interceptions. OBJ not panning out. Freddie Kitchens is not a good coach. Not okay. at all. So we're going to come back to Freddie Kitchens. Okay. Okay. Kitchens or OBJ may eventually want out of Cleveland. And I could see why. I, I can see why. He came to Cleveland saying, man, you know, I have Jarvis Landry over there where if they're going to double me, they're going to get the ball to him. And he's a, he's a player, man. Baker Mayfield, he showed in his rookie year that he's a baller. He's going to get the ball to me if I want the ball. Last week, OBJ was only targeted seven times. So, and and part of that's on the coaching staff. Exactly. For the play calling. So here we go back to Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens, in eight months, went from a positional coach to offensive coordinator to a head coach. In eight months, less than a year, he had three different jobs increasing his role in each of those jobs. He is not ready to coach. Freddie Kitchens, this is my opinion. Maybe not. Maybe Freddie Kitchens doesn't need to be fired, but demoted. Okay. I could see him staying on the coaching staff and saying, hey, we're going to just ship you down to offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, focus on those guys, and we'll get somebody else in here to run the whole 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 team. Because maybe not this year. Maybe he'll change our minds and prove us wrong in a couple years when he has a couple years under his belt as a head coach. But right now, in eight months, you can't expect – and but they expected him to go from positional coach to offensive coordinator to a head coach. You just can't expect that. And that's a lot of pressure on him. Three promotions in eight months. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I'm thinking, man, you know, he could, he could, 
because Freddie Kitchens is the head coach and doesn't know how to coach a team right now, OBJ could want out. Jarvis Landry could want out. Baker Mayfield could want out. Miles Garrett could want out off that defensive side of the ball. They do get Kareem Hunt back this week. Yes. How is he going to... Nobody knows how big of a factor Kareem Hunt's going to play in a game because they don't know how Freddie Kitchens will handle it. Exactly. They don't know how he's going to split carries between Nick Chubb and and uh, Kareem Hunt. Nobody knows. So the Browns' struggles is Baker having a down year, but more importantly, Freddie Kitchens just not knowing how to handle an NFL game. And exactly. So we both agree it's Freddie Kitchens. I do. All right. And then the next one is, could the San Francisco 49ers go 16-0? and Man, Jimmy G is playing exceptionally well. Nick Bosa, MVP conversation in a few years. Richard Sherman is a solid defensive back. And now with Emmanuel Sanders from Denver, it's just another weapon on that strong offense. And to go along with that stout defense. So why not? Okay. But I do not think they will. Okay, who do you have them losing to? I, I didn't look that far. Okay. Um, but I, I think they'll lose fewer than three games. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, I just, I could see them losing to, the la- in the last game of the season, the 49ers losing at Seattle. Okay. Um, I could lo- see them losing at uh, New Orleans. And I could even see them losing at the Ravens um, in a couple weeks. Uh, the week before that, the Packers come to town. That's going to be a very tough game. Exactly. So you just you have a couple bumps in the road. I think they'll lose less than three games, um, but I, I mean, I mean they're they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC as of right now. So, and you'll think they'll stay at the number one seed? It'll be either one or two. two? It'll, okay. it'll be either one or two, and I think it'll matter on how they play against. Heck, the the if the Packers come into San Francisco and and beat the 49ers, then they're playing exceptionally well. The Packers are. Exactly. So I think the Packers would take the number one seed like we both have winning our Super Bowl. Yep. But I don't see the Packers coming into the San Francisco 49ers and beating them. I just thought it was a possibility. So, um, but yeah, so I think the 49ers will lose less than three games or three or fewer games. And I think they'll be the number one seed. But, man. It's the NFL. It is the NFL. You don't know what's going to happen week Jimmy in, week G out. Jimmy G could get injured. Jimmy G injured. Uh, Matt Breda and uh, Tevin Coleman in the backfield could just not work out for one week. Things might just never go or just might not go their way for one game. So you just never know. So Exactly. I have them going 14-2. and two. I have them losing to the Ravens and the Saints, and they're both away games. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I think both those games are going to be very, very close. But... I agree with you. I think they're going to be a one seed. Do I see them going to the Super Bowl? It depends on who else is in the Super and, or the and, playoffs. And that's the thing is, you know, we don't know how this young. I mean, let's not forget they're pretty young. Exactly. How they're going to play in the playoffs, Jimmy G. We don't know how they're he's going to play in the playoffs. I mean, we just never know. So, and heck, upsets happen all the time. Yes. They could lose to the. I think I saw that they played the Cardinals. Yep. In two weeks. They and could the lose. Cardinals put up a fight this week. Yeah, they could lose to the Cardinals. And so you just never know what's going to happen. And it's going to be an interesting story to watch. It's been one of the most fascinating stories in the NFL season all year. Nobody expected it. Because nobody expected it. And Kyle Shanahan's taking the league by storm right now. So, heck, 
Yeah, I, I would agree. Fourteen and two, or two, or thirteen and three. So, okay, for the 49ers. All right. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have to touch on that when the playoffs come out. Absolutely, we will see how they do. Um, the le- very last topic we have touched on it before, but now that Breeze is starting to get healthy, and it sounds yep. like he's going to play either this week or next week. What do you do with Bridgewater and Breeze? I think it's Drew Breeze. Drew Breeze still. I okay. think Drew Breeze is your franchise quarterback. He has been. Um, he's proved he can win. So has Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, but I think Drew Brees is just the better, better game manager than Teddy Bridgewater is. Heck, I'm I'm all for shipping off guys. Why not ship off Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater to Chicago. Teddy Bridgewater to Tennessee. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater has shown that he can win at the NFL. He's back after an ACL injury that everybody doubted him on. The Saints signed him as a backup. Heck, trade him. He's he's got exceptional value right now. And then you still have Taysom Hill as the backup. Yep. So I just think that the, if, as long as the for, the Saints, oh my gosh, I almost said the 49ers, <laughs> as long as the Saints play this right and don't mess up the whole situation, they're going to be just fine. They're going to win this situation, whoever their short, starting quarterback is. I just I think part of it also why I'm saying Breeze is when you think of the Saints, you think Drew Breeze. You do. You do. And to know that Drew Brees is healthy and to know that they're starting Teddy Bridgewater or anybody over Drew, Drew Brees, Brees just gives you that weird feeling. It's it's the same feeling as if Tom Brady is not in a Patriots uniform next year. Oh, that is very true. And so it's just the same thing. So um, I, I think that Drew Brees should be the starting quarterback. I think he will be. And we'll see what happens with Bridgewater. And I agree. I do think Brees should start. Now, you talked about trading off Bridgewater, but Breeze is kind of getting to the retirement yep. age. So if you're New Orleans, do you still would you still trade Bridgewater and you just trust Hill at that point? What do you do? I, I feel like you got to just... See, it's I tough, don't know, right? You don't know how much longer he's going to play. Because, yep. you know, if Bridgewater or if Breeze is going to play only or if Breeze only has one year after this year left in him, then you go to Bridgewater and say, hey, can you wait a year? And if Bridgewater's, and then they're going to be like, after that year, they're, we're handing you the keys. Um, go go take us to a Super Bowl. But then if you're Bridgewater, or if the Saints say, hey, Teddy, listen, Saint or Drew Brees is here for another four years. Are you willing to wait? Well, no way. No, nobody's no going to want to wait so four years. Nobody's going to want to wait four years to as a backup. So in that case, Teddy Bridgewater is going to want out of, because now he's proven to himself, proven to everybody in the league that, hey, I can win a game. And he deserves to start. And he deserves to start. And guys like Mitchell Trubisky don't deserve to start. Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe. Um, But you would rather have. I would rather have Drew Brees. Yep. Unless Teddy Bridgewater is okay with waiting a year and until after Drew Brees retires. Um, And then it's, I mean, it's his job, so. So it all de- depends on Drew Brees' time with the team yeah. and Teddy Bridgewater's loyalty, basically. Exactly, and that's the thing. And you don't, you can go to Drew Brees and say, hey, how long do you plan on playing? And he could be like, I don't know. I don't. Do I have something to worry about? Do I need to worry about? And then tensions could be high with that. So it's just that's scary to a, think it's about a touchy as a situation that the Saints have right now, and they need to play it right because if they don't play it correctly and they play it risky and, and incorrectly, then... They could it both could, be it out. Could, it could be turmoil in New Orleans. Exactly. All right. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the Weekly Touchdown. We will see you guys next week. Adios.